Hey there, this is Easy. I just wanted to thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast. Here you'll find a few of my sermons and I'll be adding in more content weekly, so stay tuned. And if you're listening, I know you'll find something that's just for you. And so I want to challenge you to go all the way through just one piece of content and I know your life will never be the same. And just before we get into it, if you don't follow me yet on Instagram, it's Easy Marquez. That's E-Z-Y Marquez. And thanks again for tuning into the podcast. Have fun. Uh, you can, um, just before you get sit down, high five the person next to you. Tell them, are you ready? Cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, I kind of need this. <laughs> I kind of need this one. Wow, oh my goodness. Okay, I have a lot of people to thank today. Number one. Um, Okay, this is what we're going to do. You guys look really um, squished. Okay, this is what we're going to do. So the girls on this side, um, move it like to the middle. And the guys on this side, move it to the middle. Um, Let's go. Let's move it in. Because it's kind of, it's hard for me to like talk to you and then talk to you. I, I sort of like... Move it into the middle a little bit. Yeah, get nice and cozy. Is it cold? Are you guys cold? Or is it? Yeah, a little bit. Well, it's time to squish in. You know what penguins do to keep warm? They huddle. So we're, we're all penguins today. Is that cool? Little penguins. Look at Nissy. He looks like a penguin. <laughs> okay, sweet, 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 sweet. Um, okay, how many of you guys and girls are ready for the word tonight? Ready? Are you Ready? All right, sweet. Um, just before I get into it, I just wanted to say a big thank you um, to Joseph. Man, the pre-service today was on point, man. I just got to give it to you right there. I'm proud of you, man. Like, you don't know how much um, I appreciate you to see how much you've grown from, from really young, from this kid who didn't know had so many secrets that he kept from me, but now, like, we're tight. And I'm really proud to see God working in your life. Can we appreciate Joseph? <laughs> awesome. Number two, I want to appreciate, okay, there's a few people on this list. So um, they haven't been here for a while. I don't know if you've noticed. Maybe you've missed them. Maybe you haven't. We, we, we all have missed them. Uh, it's Rachel and Mun. Rachel and Mun, hands up. Yes, you're back. Oh, we miss you guys so much. It's good to have you back. Um, it's, it's not family without you guys. So it's, it's so great to have you. Um, number three, oh, man, I'm just going through the list. Uh, okay, just big shout out to all the leaders, just all the leaders in your house, in the house. Can you guys stand up? If you're a leader, if you're in, in, in my lead team, let's, let's stand up right now as a, as a team, as a family, as a team, stand up. Um, yeah, let's appreciate our leaders. These guys are absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. I love you guys. Um, and you know, tonight and all of the youth nights would have never happened without each and every one of you. And I hope you know that from my heart and from the young people's hearts too that we love you and we really appreciate you beyond all you can ever imagine. Um, so I, I said this in Lifehouse, but I don't want to say it again because it's like it's already been done. So I'm, I'm not going to say it. I'll, maybe I'll throw it in later. Um, but okay, we're going to get straight into the Word of God tonight. You ready? I asked you that four times. Um, the title of today's um, thought is... Who am I? So if you're taking notes or if you're not, quickly get something out to take notes. It is who am I with a question mark. 
Now, I told Lifehouse this, and so the leaders here know, but coming into tonight, I, I had no idea what I was going to talking about. Uh, going to be talking about. I knew for about three to four weeks, maybe even a bit more, um, that I was preaching on this day. I love your glasses, by the way, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, I knew I was going to be preaching here today, um, but up until maybe Monday night, I had no idea what I was talking about. I had literally no idea, and all of a sudden, God just sort of came in, interrupted my life, interrupted my thought processes, um, basically woke me up uh, at like 11 p.m. I know I was already asleep by 11, but whatever, don't judge me. I, God woke me up, and he's like, here's a word, and, and I was like crying my eyes out that whole night, so I didn't get too much sleep on Monday, and this is the word that I feel is, is so for me. You know, God was speaking this, and it's so... It tugged at my heart so much, and, and I just feel like you guys need to hear this. Is that cool? So the word is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. Uh, I'm going to read it to you, so feel free to listen in. This is really important. God's word. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. I'll say that again. Anyone who belongs to Christ is a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God. Everybody say gift from God. That's it. Gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. Why don't we pray? Lord Jesus, we thank you God so much for this time, for this amazing bunch of young people, my favorite penguins in the world. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have given them to me and, and that I can be a part of this family of such amazing, beautiful people. Lord God, I ask and we ask as a family that you would speak to us and speak to our hearts and, and help us to understand what you have done on the cross and help us to understand who you are for us, that you died and, and you were buried and you were um, risen to life just so that we could be in relationship with you, that our sins would be judged on that cross and that we would be able to be in a relationship with you. We thank you, God. And in Jesus' name, 412 says, amen, amen. Cool. So coming into 2019, um, I, had, I had some goals. I don't know about you. Maybe you're too young to have goals. Who here had goals coming into this year? Yeah, 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 nice, nice. So I had some goals, um, and, and I was telling this to Lifehouse, but I was basically saying, like, we, we all sort of have similar goals. Um, and that's, that's pretty cool. It unites us together. Joseph, tell me what was one of your goals coming into this year? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So basically, he wanted to get more fit and more healthy. Who here wants to get more fit and more healthy? Um, who here wants to have, and be honest, who here wants to have better friendships and deeper friendships? Yeah, there we go. That's, that's the one. And, and actually, let me tell you, um, there's this statistic that goes around. 92% of New Year's resolutions, 92% of, of our goals and our dreams and ambitions from the start of the year fail by Valentine's. I don't know why specifically Valentine's, but maybe that's because all the single people, like, die of heartache. <laughs> like, like <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> well, um, I don't know, but, but it's, it's quite an interesting statistic. And I think it goes to say that, you know, when it comes to the new year, there's this whole new phase that, that we get to. And we start to feel like, man, this is a new year. And I love saying this, new year, new me. And this whole thing is, is happening. Like, like, I might have failed in the past, but, but I want to change. I want to become a better person. And, you know, is this relatable? Do you guys want to be and grow as a better human being, a better person, a better Mun, a better Jeremy, a better Sam, better David? Yeah, relatable? Mm-hmm. I know that's relatable. Um, but the thing is, when it comes to our goals, they often fail 92% of the time. And I think there's two reasons why they fail. Number one, um, like we, we tend to focus on what we need to do instead of who we need to become. We tend to focus on that. Um, and let me try and explain that to you um, through an example. Many times in my life, I've tried to be really, um, I basically tried to be like a good friend to people. I try to be a good friend, but this is the way I thought about it. I'm easy, and I think I'm not really a good friend, but I'm trying my best to connect to people. And so what I did there is every time I would, I would talk to somebody, it would be, my identity would be, I'm not a good friend. And I'm trying, I'm trying to connect to you, but every time I say something stupid, I say something awkward, I, I pull a weird face, and then people leave me. It's... it's my identity was in what I was doing, and it was, it was tough. It was tough. And actually, many times I pushed people away instead of being a true friend. And that was because I was focusing so much on how I should talk to people, how I should dress, what I need to do. We focus on the what instead of the who. And this is, this is a cool way to think about it. Um, if you instead just realize that you are loved by God and that God's love works through you, then you are a vessel of love. You're a vessel of friendship and you're a vessel of hope. So when you go to your schools, when you go to university, you meet your friends, no longer are you that awkward kid who can't talk to people. You're a vessel of love who interacts and and expresses that love. Um, And so Sam and I were having a chat today in the way to the car. And um, there's never a dull moment with you, Sam. But something that I realized about us is that we, we, we never focus about what we need to do. We are so authentic, um, and we just be who we are. Um, and we're brothers. Like, we're a family. We're, we're like, mentee, mentor, leader, and, and Sally. But, like, more than that, we're brothers. And who we are is what matters. Identity. That's what we're thinking about today. Um, and the second issue that we have is if we, we focus um, on the what instead of the who. Number two is that we don't, take time enough to see things through we're too impatient we're too impatient and, and God says this in Galatians 6 verse 9 it says so let us not get tired of doing what is good don't get tired don't get tired of what of, of doing what is good because at the right time we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up um, remember that statistic 92 percent yeah that means 92 percent of us gave up and this is this is the core fundamental belief that makes us give up it's this it's it's in our minds we think the small decisions that we make every day don't actually matter 
that if I just wake up one hour earlier to pray and then do one hour of devotions and spend time, quality time with God, that meaty, chunky, quality, intimate time with God every day, um, that doesn't actually matter. Because, you know, you see, you, you do it, you do it for three months, maybe six months, nothing happens and you just give up on it. You give up on your routine with God. You give up on your schedule with God because it doesn't result in anything. I mean, how many of us started read scripture, like probably 100% of us at the start of this year after camp, and then like how many of us are doing read scripture right now? Um, well, yeah, you're doing it. Yeah, let's go. You're part of the 8%, man, part of the 8%. But for the rest of us normal people, <laughs> like we might have given up or might have missed a few days. I know I've definitely missed a few days. I'm part of the normal people. Um, but here's the thing, right? What God says to sinful people, God, what God says to people who don't understand who they are is this. God says, if anyone, who, if, if anyone belongs to Christ, he has become a new person. If anyone belongs to Christ, he is a new person. In another translation, it says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And what that means is if, if you say you believe in God, you say, hey, you know, I actually believe in Jesus. I love God. I go to church, and I believe he saved me from my sin. Then that means you're a new person. Remember that moment at camp when you had your name tag and, and BJ sort of did a flip on you and you're like, oh my gosh. That's that moment. That's that thing. You are a new creation. You are a new creation. Um, I was talking to one of my friends today at work. Uh, didn't even know this was going to happen. I was at work for a three-hour shift and I was going to go meet a friend for, for lunch, oh no, no, not, not lunch, dinner, and then come to youth. What happened was my boss said, you got to stay for an extra two hours and help the other guy. His name is John. you got to go help out John because there's heaps of work that he needs to do. He needs your help. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so I, I went out and I went to help him for two hours. And what happened was he asked me, so what are you going to do after exercise physio? This is your last year. What are you going to do? I said, well, I want to become a pastor, and um, I want to do it part-time, and I want to do, like, physio part-time to start off. And he was like, oh. What actually happened was we ended up spending those two hours while folding clothes and working and fixing all the stock and stuff. We had a two-hour discussion on all his questions about Jesus. He has been to church many times and realized that he said the church is too hypocrit hypocritical. The church shuns the people who aren't normal and who don't look a certain type. And he feels judged at the church. Isn't that really sad? And he was asking me all these questions like, how can God be like that? How can the church be like this? And at the end of the day, I said to him, you know, like I told him all my answers and, and we had a good discussion. At the end of it, he's like, dude, I had such a good discussion with you. I'm like, yeah, you want to come to church? And he's like, yeah. I'm keen. So, like, more of the story, right? New creation. It's not about, like, your own inward, like, insecurities. Because I, I don't, I'm not really a good evangelizer. I, I don't see myself as a good evangelizer. Um, I remember that story I said a few months ago, like, my first evangelism story. 
Yeah, this was my second one. <laughs> so so uh, it was really good. He's going to be coming to church soon, and, and God is really doing a deep work. But the thing is, right, there's this past baggage that I hold on to myself, like that, that says, easy, you're not a good evangelizer. Easy, you're not a good preacher. You're not a good connector. You're not a good influencer. I had to let that go. I had to let my mistakes go because it says in God's word, you are a new creation. So, so that's my first observation. You are completely new in Christ. You are completely new in Christ. For those who are going through things or struggling with insecurities, you are not your circumstance. You are not what your friends say you are. You are not what your parents say you are. You are not what you say you are. Like, like try and eat that one. You are not who you say you are. You are, if you are in Christ, you are who Christ says you are. You are who Christ says you are. If you don't know what he says about you, maybe you should check it out. You know what I'm saying? Um, because you are not your failures. You are not your past. You are not your mistakes. You are who Christ says you are. Number two, um, it says after this sentence in 2 Corinthians 5, it says the old life is gone. The new life has begun. Right? The old life has gone. The new life has begun. What does that mean for us? It means like the pains that you're struggling, struggling with because of the past. The things that people have said to you, you're ugly, you're stupid, you'll never amount to anything, you're worthless. All those things that people have said about you, that you're not a good friend, that, that, that you're not the popular kid, you're, you're chubby or whatever. Like everything that people have said about you, that all that can be released with God all those hurtful things that people have said to you can be released because God has a different thing to say about you amen God has something else that he wants to usher in into your life that you're not weighed down by your past anymore you're not weighed down by that the things that you're going through you're not going to be hold held down by that when it says the old life has gone and the new life has come what it means is the things that once held you down, the chains, the baggages, you can let it go. You can let it go. Um, and as, I don't know if you guys are getting this, because, because a lot of us can walk around with fears and anxieties and insecurities about ourselves that we shouldn't be as God-believing people. Like we carry around this, these mentalities that, number one, we're not loved. Number two, that we are worthless or won't be good enough. And number three, that we can't connect. Like we carry this around and, 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 and we think, oh, man, like I'm not good enough to become a doctor. I'm not like good enough to have friends. People don't like me. I'm not loved. People around me, they all hate me. They, they tease me. It, it hurts. All these things. You struggle with, I struggle with. Um, but what I want to tell you is that all those things are gone with Christ. You can experience true freedom with God, and you can find your identity in Him. And my my third point is is this: it says, and all of this is a gift from God. All of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to Himself through Christ. This is the most beautiful gift that we have. Um, remember at the start of the sermon, I talked about the new year, 
what happens before the new year? We got Christmas, right? What did you guys get for Christmas this year? Don't yell it. Um, I'm going to get jealous. <laughs> um, but Christmas is a beautiful time for most of us because it's like, like, yeah, Jesus was born and stuff, but like presents. Like, sorry, but, you know, when I was a kid, like, I knew my mom would tell me, like, Jesus was born and stuff, but I was like, oh, my goodness, like, what's the present I'm going to get? <laughs> like, oh, man, I didn't realize that the, the real gift was Jesus. Um, but, but think about it. This is a gift from God, this freedom and this identity. This, God gives it to us for free. You don't have to make it up yourself. You don't have to figure it out yourself. You don't have to wonder, oh, man, I wonder who I'm meant to be. It's all, in, it's all in God's word. He speaks it about you. And I'm going to touch on one thing about who you are in a moment. Um, so Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter 7, verse 54 to 60 is where I'm going to land this plane, land this bird, and land this sermon. Um, if you don't have your Bibles, let me read it to you. And it says this, now... When they heard these things, so these are like the Christian slayers back in those days, people who persecuted the church. Um, and, and so now when they heard these things, they were enraged. They ground their teeth at him. If you don't know what enraged means, these guys were mad, triggered. They're triggered beyond belief. Um, but he, this, so, this, this guy, so this other guy, his, um, so imagine the group of people who were triggered and then there's this dude named Stephen. Um, Adam, you want to stand up, dude? Stephen. Okay, so we got Adam right here, yo. All right, well, 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 I already got you to stand up. Anyway, so imagine, like, he could have just looked like this. Stephen, in, in this chapter, he could have just looked like this, maybe a bit older and stuff. But, like, there's nothing, I mean, like, you look really cool, man, but maybe not for Stephen. Stephen probably didn't look that good, um, and he probably wasn't as talented as you. But anyway, sit down. Appreciate. Let's appreciate Adam. Woo! Yeah, have, have a seat, bro. Have a seat. Um, but Stephen was like that right? Stephen was just your, your average dude. In fact, like, he was actually a sort of behind-the-scenes kind of guy. Um, wasn't really popular like the disciples and the apostles. It wasn't sort of a stage kind of guy like Joseph, who can, like, just rally a crowd together and just inspire people and rally together. Um, but this guy was just an average dude, and, and this is what happens. And he, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus standing at the right hand of God, and he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice, and they stopped their ears and rushed together at him. They cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, Stephen had called out, Lord Jesus, Receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he said this, um, he was deaded. So, don't laugh. <laughs> don't laugh. Um, so, all right, the context, right? What's happening here in the early church? Um, we got this guy named Stephen, and that's because the early church had just started. Like, imagine the first church, life church, like it just started. 
Like this is exciting. God is adding people like by the hundreds and thousands into this first church. They're seeing like Jesus is such an amazing God. And, and, and wow, God is just multiplying the church. During this multiplication process, um, some of the widows were getting neglected. And the apostles said, should we neglect the preaching of the word so that we can serve tables? And they said, by no means, let us find seven good people full of, of, um, with good repute and full of the spirit and full of wisdom. And let us pick them so that they can be the ones who serve um, the tables and take care of the widows while we preach. It's teamwork, right? And Stephen was one of those guys, just an average guy, right? Just an average guy. Nothing really too special about him. Um, but here's the thing. The thing about Stephen um, and like Nick, if you want to hop on, bro. But like the, the thing about Stephen, right, is Stephen had an unusual faith. He had a faith that was just so trusting in God. I don't know about you, um, but, but how's your faith going? Like is, is your faith trusting in God? And the other thing is this Stephen guy, he had an unusual faithfulness to God. Like it doesn't matter whatever it is, like like, he knows he's not perfect. He knows he's not the best kind of guy. But what he is, is he has faith in God. That's number one. Like, that's part of his identity. He has faith in God. Number two, he was faithful. Whatever God said, he will speak. Whatever he sees, um, he will tell. Whatever God puts in his heart, he will speak and, and show the world and demonstrate. He was faithful to God. And I think this guy named Stephen, he, it, it really shows and speaks volumes into who we should be as a Christian that God doesn't look for people who are successful. God calls and chooses those who are faithful. And, you know, I look across my leadership team and I see a bunch of people who are both. Praise God. I see a bunch of people who are succeeding in university, doing well in their studies and doing well in evangelizing. But more than that, like more than what they do, I'm proud that they are people with hearts that are faithful to serve God. You know, as I'm looking across my leadership team, they are people who week in, week out are so faithful. doesn't matter if they have work. doesn't matter if they're going through, like, relationship problems. Like, we all go through that. But, like, we are going to be here to serve you guys. We're going to be here to serve God faithfully. It becomes who we are, not just what we do. God is looking for somebody who is willing to lay down their life, not just winning in life. God is looking for somebody who's willing to lay down their life. You know, with your studies um, or with your friendships, like God is asking, are you willing to lay down your life, lay down your, your, your studies, your families, your friends, um, lay down your, the way you used to interact with them? Maybe the way you're interacting with your friends wasn't so Christian, wasn't so godly, wasn't so encouraging, wasn't showing the love of God. Are you willing to lay down who you were in the past so that you can become who God has called you to be? Are you willing to lay down that insecurity? You're so scared. But easy, I'm so scared. I don't know if I tell people about my faith. I don't know if they're going to stone me like Stephen. I don't know if they're going to unfriend me on Facebook like Stephen. Like, like, I don't know. I'm scared. I'm scared about telling people about my faith. Stephen, 
I wasn't a special dude. Just like, just a normal, normal guy. Could, his name could have just as well been like easy. Easy is not special. But what, what this guy is, he is faithful. He is a faithful guy. That is his identity. Why? Because God was faithful to him. Because God was faithful to Stephen. And Stephen was like, you know what? If, if anything, I want to lay down my life because God did it for me. I'm going to lay down my pride. I'm going to lay down my insecurities. I'm going to say, God, I'm going to reach out to my friends. I want to reach out. I want to reach out. So Stephen's just doing his own thing. Just He sees the vision of God and he just preaches it. It's like, all right, I see the heavens and I'm just going to tell the world about it. And then these people, the Christian slayers, the Christian destroyers were like, they, they got tilted, man. They got triggered. And they're like, no, we ain't having this. We're going to stone him. They, they dragged Stephen out of the city and they threw stones as they were triggered. They're like, you ain't having this. And they're like, trying to snap him out of existence they were stoning him and what happens with Stephen you know what happens next right Stephen says something like think about it he, like he said something what you know he says something like it's pretty funny you know what he says he says um Lord um receive my spirit and then then he says Lord um, forgive them um, for they don't know what they're doing he says do not hold this sin against them I like imagine Adam you're Stephen right and I'm like telling and, and, and you're like you're, you're saying to them you're saying to God you're like praying God you know like forgive them they don't know what they're doing right like let me coach you bro you're laughing at me let me coach you guys like Stephen imagine this Stephen like you got it all wrong man you got it all wrong because like they're stoning you bro like that hurts do you feel that like, like if, if you are getting stoned, like think about it, like Stephen, um, that hurts, man. And what you're praying, that's so stupid. You're saying like, Lord, forgive them. Like if it was me, like let's be real. Like Lord, get them and get them good. Like you got to slay them. Like let's go. Let's go right now. I got my cousins. I got, the, I got God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's get all the, all the three. Let's get the Trinity and let's get him. But what he says is he says, like, Lord, forgive them. Doesn't that sound a lot like somebody who was on a cross? When Jesus was on the cross, he says, Lord, he says to God, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. They don't know. For this young man, Stephen, he found his identity in Christ. If you know who you are, you will know what to do. That is a profound truth. If you know who you are, you will know what to do. Because who you are always leads to what you do. Who are you? The theme of tonight is who am I? Are you still that insecure um, young person who cares more about what people say about them than what God says about you? Are you somebody who holds the baggages of the past instead of holding on to the God of the future? Who are you? You know, one thing that really amazes me about, about um, Stephen 
is that he's just a normal dude and I'm sure he had so many things that he would have rather not told the world many sins many regrets that he would rather keep to himself but what Stephen did right what Stephen did was he just laid down his life and God transformed his heart God transformed his identity and his mind and his heart and his soul that he would be willingly stoned for his faith that he would be loving on those people who were hating on him that he would be reaching out and calling God forgive them even though they're stoning me even though they're hurting me even though they're teasing me and saying bad things about me Lord God forgive them would you reach out to them would you love them God can do it in Stephen. Surely God can do it in 412. Surely God can do it in you and in me and you and all of us here. Surely God can because this is his favorite youth group, I reckon. 100% is his favorite youth group. Like, oh man. We're all his favorites. Like all around the world, we, we are his favorites. God can do that in you tonight. If you're willing, um, why don't we close our eyes and let's pray together. Heavenly Father, amongst your favorite people, the ones whom you love with all your heart, especially Pastor Guy, we thank you, God, that you love us. Thank you, God, that we can find our identity in you that we are not our past, we are not our current situation, we are not defeated, we are not insecure, we are not worthless, we are not trampled on. We are not defeated by our sin. We are not defeated by our temptation. We are not defeated by our struggle. We are definitely not defeated by our studies. But Lord God, we are believing that you would help us to understand who we are in you. That God says in your word that we are reconcilers of people to man. Back to God. That we are reconcilers of people to God. That we are evangelizers. That we are vessels of hope. Vessels of truth. Vessels of peace. Vessels of freedom. Lord God, we thank you for your love. For all the young people here who are going through something. Maybe you're currently dealing with a struggle of who you are. You've been listening too much to that voice of your friend, or the voice of your parent, or that voice of the bully who says you're not good enough, you don't look pretty enough, you'll never amount to anything, you ain't smart. I just want you to lay it before God tonight. Because God wants to release you from those things. God wants to release that pain and the guilt and the shame that you have about yourself, about what's been done to you. If you're, if you're struggling with something tonight and you want to release it back to God, I'm going to pray for you. And if you want to be included in that prayer because you feel like God wants to free you from something and you want to be set free from that, I want you to raise your hands uh, on the count of three. If that's you, uh, this is your time to respond. Everybody's got their eyes closed, their, head, their heads bowed, and it's your time to respond to God. If, if that's you, one two you can start to raise your hands on three easy would you include me in this prayer 
God, would you help me? I'm struggling with something. I see your hands. I see your hands. Just pop them up and then you can put them back down. Lord Jesus, would you help us? Because we are dealing with a struggle of identity. Lord God, from today onwards, would you help us to be set free from those harmful words, from those words of death. Lord God, would you help us to be set free from the shameful things, from the, from the harmful things, from the sinful things, from the bondage to sin and the baggages of our past. Help us, God, to be set free. I'm believing right now, God, for all of you young people, freedom is being released right now in their hearts that you're speaking God God you're speaking to them saying that you are loved you are God's beloved that you are beautiful in God's eyes that you are worth far more than precious jewelry in God's eyes you are worth more than the universe to him that God has a plan and purpose for your life you are not left alone that you are not left without a guide you are not left with a leader you are not left without family you are not left without a father or a mother you are with God God will lead you God will teach you and instruct you in the way that you shall go God will be your guide God will be your comforter in times of need and he is present in times of need want to give this up to you and this time to you and we thank you God for that freedom in you thank you that your blood sets us free from sin guilt shame pain it sets us free from all of that so that we can enjoy relationship with you we can live with you and live for you Lord Jesus would you help us as 412 help us to be people who evangelize, who are evangelists. It's not something we do, it's who we are. That we become people who are bold and courageous for our faith. We become people who will preach no matter what about God, about God's faithfulness, about God and His love for me, God's love for you, God's love for everyone. God, help us to know who we are, that we are reconcilers in you. In Jesus' name, life 412 says a big amen amen can we give god the biggest round of applause right now amen thank you guys sorry i took a little bit more of your time um but you know if you do want to talk um i'm going to be here actually no we're going to go into our cell groups but after cell groups i'm going to be here um if you want to talk about it like Maybe this message really hit you, and maybe you just want to talk. I'm always here. Your leaders are always here. But if you don't want to talk to your leaders, like, your boys got you. So, so yeah, come, come chat with me if you want. Um, but now uh, we're going to split into our cell groups. So... Um,